This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Nationals Park in Washington, D.C., the Marlins and the Nationals played for the 10th time this season. They opened up a four-game weekend wraparound series. Trevor Rogers went opposite of the young, promising right-hander for the Nats, Josiah Gray. And with the recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Back in Washington, where the Marlins tonight have defeated the Nationals 6-3 to start this four-game 4th of July weekend series. A nice way to get things going here after the exciting win in St. Louis Wednesday night. The Marlins win their second in a row. They get the month of July off to a good start tonight as Trevor Rogers earns his fourth victory of the season. This game was scoreless. Trevor Rogers facing Josiah Gray into inning number three. The Marlins' bats came alive and the guy got everything jump-started just off the injured list on Monday, Brian Anderson. 2-1 to Anderson is in the air, deep to left, down the line. Thomas back onto the track, at the wall. Goodbye, Brian Anderson, a solo homer, his third of the season. And the Marlins lead 1-0 in the third. Well, Josiah Gray, who's been on a great roll, he had allowed a total of five runs in his last five starts coming in. He bounced back and retired the next two men, Rojas and Stallings. But then... John Birdie drew a walk, and with two outs, he stole second base. That steal proved quite important when Joey Wendell followed in his return to the lineup tonight. 2-1 pitch to Wendell, and Joey hits one through the left side of base hit, right where the shortstop would have been. Birdie touches third. He's coming home, and it's 2-0 Miami. That's a nice piece of hitting. Welcome back, Joey Wendell. Wendell had missed the last... 28 games and 39 of the last 43 on the injured list due to a right hamstring strain. He was out 11, came back for four, missed the last 28, playing tonight for the first time since May 30th. Got in on the action with that RBI single, and he was at first with two outs for Garrett Cooper. And Coop lines one over third, fair ball into the left field corner. Wendell around second, headed for third base. Al Padrique is going to wave him. The relay throw from Garcia home, up the line, not in time. Wendell slides in safely. An RBI double for Garrett Cooper to make it 3-0. It was a 25-pitch third inning for Josiah Gray. He finally got out of it, striking out Jesus Aguilar, but it was 3-0 Marlins into the bottom of the third. And it would stay 3-0 until the home half of the fourth inning when Trevor Rogers, who had retired nine of the first ten, walked the leadoff man, Juan Soto. Josh Bell followed with a single, putting men at the corners. Nelson Cruz hit into a double play, 6-4-3. Rojas to Wendell to Cooper. The double play ball brought Soto in from third, made it at that point a 3-1 game. But the Marlins got that run right back in the top half of the fifth inning. Miguel Rojas led off with a double. Jacob Stallings ground ball to third base for the first out. Mickey had to stay at second, but he got himself to third with a stolen base, his fifth of the season, the second of three the Marlins would have in this game tonight. So Mickey at third with one out for John Birdie. 
Gray delivers. Fly ball, right field, not particularly deep. Coming in Soto, and he's got to dive for it, and he made the catch. Miggy tags, he comes home. It'll be a sack fly for Birdie and a 4-1 Marlins lead. And Wendell and Cooper would follow with singles, but the Marlins wouldn't push across another run in that inning, but they would in the sixth. Marlins got back-to-back hits from Avi Garcia and Jesus Sanchez to start things off against Josiah Gray. That brought Brian Anderson to the plate with men at first and second. Hot smash to third by Franco out into left field. Avi waved to the plate. Adrianza comes up firing, throws up the line, and it'll be not in time. An RBI hit for Anderson to make it 5-1 Marlins. Miguel Rojas followed with a single that loaded the bases. Jacob Stallings popped to second for out number one. Then was back to the top of the order in John Birdie. 2-1. Ground ball right side to his left. Hernandez spins, goes to second. They get one. That's all they'll get. In from third, Sanchez. He scores, and it's 6-1. Now 6-1 was the score when Josiah Gray would leave the game after five and two-thirds. He gave up ten hits tonight and six runs. Again, he'd allowed five runs in his last five starts combined, only four of which had been earned. Tonight, he... Gives up six runs on ten hits in five and two-thirds innings. Gray walked one, struck out six. Allowed the home run to Brian Anderson. He threw 95 pitches in five and two-thirds. 62 strikes and 33 balls. Meanwhile, Trevor Rogers pulled after five with the 6-1 lead. Giving up just the one run tonight on two hits in five innings. Walked three, struck out four. 76 pitches, 49 strikes. Marlins brought Dylan Floro out of the bullpen to face the teeth of the Nationals lineup in the sixth inning. Juan Soto greeted him with a double. Josh Bell popped a short for the first out. Nelson Cruz then grounded to third for the second out. So Flora had a way out of the inning, but he'd have to get the young catcher, Caber Ruiz. Caber Ruiz smokes one. Deep right center field, way back and out of here. A two-run home run for the Nationals catcher. And the Nats climb back into this one a little bit. It's 6-3. to three. But Floro got the final out in the sixth inning, and then the bullpen was nearly perfect the rest of the way. Anthony Bass gave up an infield hit with one out in the seventh, but made it through that inning. In the eighth inning, Stephen Okert had the task of going after Soto, Bell, and Cruz, the Nationals' big three, and he was like a knife through butter. He struck out Soto. He got Bell to fly to right. He got Cruz to do the same. Oker to 1-2-3 eighth inning. And then it was Tanner Scott on to try to slam the door in the ninth inning. And he also made quick work of the Nationals. He struck out Cabert Ruiz. Michael Franco grounded to second. And Cesar Hernandez rolled to third. That's how this one ends. The Marlins over the Nationals tonight by the final of 6-3. to three. For Miami, six runs on 12 hits. No errors, nine left. For Washington, three runs, five hits and an error. The Nats stranded four in the game. Trevor Rogers, the winning pitcher, four and six. He's three and zero oh against the Nats. One and six against everybody else, but three and zero oh against the Nats. Josiah Gray, who'd been hot, takes the loss. He falls to six and five. Tanner Scott saved number eight in nine tries. This one took three hours five minutes to complete. Marlins with the victory are now two and two on the road trip. They are thirty-five and forty on the season overall. They improved to sixteen and twenty-four on the road. As for the Nationals, who came in having won three of four and six of nine, they lose for the 50th time this year. They're 29 and 50 now in 2022. They dropped to 14 and 28 here at Nationals Park. Only one team in baseball, the Oakland Athletics, has a worse home record than the Nationals. 
so far this season. Meanwhile, the Marlins are now 9-1 and against Washington this year, 5-1 and at home and unbeaten in four games here at Nationals Park. Miami really turning the tables on the Nationals, who have absolutely dominated the Marlins for the last decade, but not so far here in 2022. The Marlins, nine wins in the first 10 games in this 19-game season series. The Marlins and Auto Nation are working together to strike out cancer in our communities. Every time Marlins pitcher records a strikeout this season, $25 be donated to Auto Nation's Drive Pick Initiative to support cancer research. Tonight, a total of seven strikeouts. That's another $175 from the Marlins to Auto Nation's Drive Pick Initiative. For the season now, 662 strikeouts recorded by Miami's pitching staff and a total of $16,550 to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. Marlins double up the Nationals. Good win for Miami. Now just five back of 500. Before we hear from Don Mattingly and Joey Wendell, we'll step aside for a quick commercial break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back with you on Marlins Rewind. Let's hear from Don Mattingly after Miami doubles up the Nats 6-3 in game one last night. Donnie, you know, last couple starts for Trevor certainly felt like it was a, a step in the right direction. How much larger of a step was this one tonight? No, just another good one uh, where you feel like it's kind of been three in a row where he's kind of getting the fastball where he wants in the, on the, in the zone. Uh, looked like the slider was turned into night some, uh, which is going to be a key pitch for him as he's moving forward. Um, got a little bit out of sorts with the two walks there in the fifth, and just at that point we were going to make sure it stayed on a positive note and, and go ahead and get, our, get to our pin. A uh, late uh, defensive substitution, I believe, Miggy coming out in the ninth. Uh, was was there anything? Yeah, he kind of banged into Joey on a play. I, mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys seen it on TV mm-hmm. or not. And he had a little reaction and then just felt like almost like a little stinger or something. Uh, it just seemed like we should get him out of there and make sure he's okay for tomorrow, hopefully. Uh, Anderson, the home run, Wendell making move, doing a lot in his first game back. Just to have both of them together in the line for the first time in more than a month and to see the to see both of them being able to contribute? No, it was good, obviously, to get to get them back. Uh, you see what Joey does and, and Brian can do. Uh, Joey's kind of all over the field. Andy's you know, kind of solid in everything he does. But also with Bird out in the outfield, too, those three guys, that little combo was, was, was nice tonight. And Miggy in the fifth with the base running, gets a double, steals third, and then gets the good read with Soto diving for the ball to, to score to get yeah. by the manufacturer or something there. Really good. Um, and, the, and those were big runs. You know, it seemed like that game, we had a lot of hits and we had some chances to kind of break it wide open. Uh, we weren't able to do that. And then, uh, you know, Kiever hits the two-runner that puts them back in the game at that point where we're having to use our dudes out of the bullpen. So um, each one of the, all those runs are important, but that was right after they scored, I believe, and we kind of got one back right away, and that's always good when, when they put something on the board. And Donnie, just kind of going off of that, you, you always talk about the importance of doing the little things. Was this one of those games tonight where you saw a lot of those little things that really led to you being able to tack on runs? Well, it seemed like it, right? A lot of two outs, right? Coop hits the ball mm-hmm. in the corner. Joey, you know, base hit, putting the ball in play. Miggy, I, I believe those are all kind of two out deals that were going on 
And then just the little plays, you know, Bart's stealing, getting on, walks, steals a bag, ends up scoring. Uh, you know, same as you talked about with me. So little stuff that we were able to do is end up getting us extra runs. What does that say about the confidence for Birdie? That's 20 stolen bases in 30 day, 31 days right now. I mean, he uh, is that part of it? Is that uh, he would be aggressive, but also because he knows what he's doing out there? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Bert's been a, a good base stealer since really since he got here, gotten and gotten better and better. Last year he had the concussion, so he was out a while. His year got really chopped up, but I don't think Bert needs any confidence. I think Bert knows, you know, how you know how effective he can be on the bases. Uh, and it's not by accident. He, he studies, he pays attention to guys' moves, him and KJ together out there. Uh, Bert's a baseball player. Uh, the back pick on Wendell that ended the sixth, and you mentioned you guys had a lot of chance sometimes they didn't go through. The, that one that ended the sixth, what did you see there? Yeah, it looked like Joey just got a little too aggressive, got on the other side of uh, Josh at first. And, um, you know, you get on the other side, on that back side with uh, – you know, open throw too with the righty. You still got an open throw over there, so it's an easy kind of. You see it good from the defensive side of it, and uh, yeah, just probably got a little too aggressive, being getting out there a little too far. How about your bullpen mixing and matching like that every single inning? Um, they all kind of bring something a little bit different to, to try to mix up hitters. Well, they, you know, Tanner at the very end has just got he's got closer stuff, right? He's he's, he's big power on both sides, his breaking ball and his fastball. Uh, power. Uh, Oki's got a different look to him. He's just kind of emerged, you know, from last year to this year. Uh, just gotten better and better with his stuff. He's getting righties and lefties anymore. We don't even worry about really kind of who's up there. It's just like this is his inning. Um, even Flo, he's been he's been trending in the right direction. He gave up a couple tonight, but uh, he's been throwing the ball really good. Anthony's been throwing the ball good. So, like, our back end has settled down. Uh, and which just allows us to kind of mix and match when we have to uh, in the middle of the game. Are you cl- sort of glad to start seeing those guys establishing those works again? You were basically figuring out the pockets for that first two months show. Now to see Bass in the seventh, Oker at the eighth, Tanner in the ninth, starting to basically Yeah, I mean, we kind of flip. Like, we never know where we'll go in the seventh and eighth. Uh, honestly, we're still using the pockets uh, outside of Tanner. I think we've kind of just said, you know, he's getting righties and lefties. It doesn't really, doesn't really matter. He's throwing the ball over the play. We're good. So. Don Mattingly, after a 6-3 win over the Washington Nationals, as we wrap things up, let's hear from the, the comeback hero last night. One of them, anyway. It was a good night offensively for Miami, but here was Joey Wendell afterwards. Okay, Glenn, thank you with Joey Wendell. Joey, it's uh, it's great to see you back. Uh, how did it feel just to be back out here with the guys tonight and contribute? Oh, so good. Um, just so good to compete. Um, you know, when you're you're hurt, you're away from the team. You just you know you start to feel like you're not part of the team. So, you know, coming back today, just just playing. I mean, that was just a win in itself. And then to, to you know to win and contribute was was uh, great as well. A lot of guys deal with injuries. Uh, you've dealt with a multitude this year, an extended layoff. What is the biggest challenge coming back? Is it timing just to get back into the feel of things? For me right now, it's just confidence. Just just trusting in that leg, trusting in that hamstring, and kind of and kind of letting it go. Uh, I felt a lot better as the game went on and. Um, you know, was, we had a we had a great win today. A really good team win. A lot of good at bats. Um, Trev was awesome for us, and and uh, man, it's just so good to be back out here. 15 and 13 of the month of June, you guys start July off with a bang with a win. You've been around a lot of successful teams. What's the mentality and the mindset and attitude have to be to really crawl back in this thing now? Just five under 500. Yeah, just take it one day at a time. I mean, we can't. You know, we can't. 
worry about yesterday. We can't we can't worry about tomorrow. You know, we just got to go one day at a time. Worry about the task at hand that day. And and uh, you know, I, I think when we do that, we're going to take care of business and uh, and get rolling here again. A couple of hits and runs scored. Good to have you back, Joey. Thanks for the time. Thank you. All right, Glenn. That was Joey Wendell after the Marlins 6-3 win over the Nationals in Game 1 last night. Game 2 comes your way this afternoon at 4.05. This is a big 4th of July weekend. Another nice crowd expected to be on hand at Nationals Park this afternoon. Uh, let's see here. For Miami, the lefty Dan Castano will go at 4.05 this afternoon. That means we're on the air at 3.30 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.